I'm a huge fan of Headspace. I'll get into that in a second. But um, I originally talked to Ken Sino in the written form, and we've stayed in touch that way. I told you before the show about how I tried to make a I tried to make a hail mary attempt to talk to Andy, but he had just got done doing Jimmy Fallon. One day, a boy can dream. Andy, if you're yeah, out he's, there. he told me to say next up. You know. Yes, exactly. In the future, that's like a, a long term goal. Well, I'm taking the um, the fear of the future class with Eve from Headspace. So maybe you know, maybe I'm fearful of the future. Maybe it work out. Well, little known fact, Eve, who is our director of meditation and also the voice that puts many, many people around the world to sleep yes. uh, is on the design team. So really? she is originally a content designer and uh, you know, I'm so still cool. very lucky to get to call her part of our community and crew. Oh my God. That's amazing. Shout out to Eve. That's like really yeah. cool. I feel like sometimes you, you, uh, you kind of lose sight of the fact that they're just people. They, they kind of, cause every day for the most part on, on, on most good days, I, 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 start the day out with headspace so a little a little backspace uh, backspace i have headspace in my head <laughs> a little backstory on how i came around to headspace um and not to be too depressing but it'll give some context as to why i have such a, an affinity for it and then we'll get into you yeah. i swear to god this is so self-serving but i just want to tell you while we're here um my brother-in-law unfortunately passed away um like two and a half years ago and i at the time really wasn't focusing on my, on my mental health at all i wasn't doing therapy I, we, we did um some stuff where they would like come in and talk to us and that kind of got the ball rolling but nothing really and um and i since now actually this week was one year sober but at the time i like definitely was having wow. problems with like drugs yeah. and alcohol and everything yeah. and i just needed something a lifeboat anything just a moment of clarity and i remember when i found headspace and i remember he, th this is like and initially, I was like, this is the most woo-woo thing I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life. This is not going to work. And I cannot begin to express to you how grateful I am to Headspace and the product that it is. And it's really gotten me through so many hard times. And then like recently, my uh, grandpa passed away. It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I took um, the grief courses on Headspace have been really great. And then with my career, I have, you know, the self-esteem course and all this different stuff. So uh, this is a ringing uh, endorsement of Headspace. And, you know, I know we're joking around here, but if anyone is struggling, I can't recommend it enough. So, you know, Rob, thank, thank you for sharing that so openly. And, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately that level of personal trauma, no matter like what, what its origin story is a loss of a loved one. In my case, it was multiple years of miscarriages and infertility, like that, that, to that. impetus to finally say like, I actually need to acknowledge my mental health and take care of it um, is often what, what brings people to us. And, you know, I'd say like, as a design leader, our biggest goal is to be able to get you over that hump of like, this is the woo wooest thing that I've ever done. <laughs> and like, I don't think it's right for me um, to be the able tiny, to actually the tiny pinprick of light was like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, how do you actually start that conversation and, and match make with the, you know, right situational content, the right voice, even, um, to make sure that the person feels welcomed in and like mm -hmm. has that glide path to create more of a, a lifelong mental health care. Yeah, absolutely. And there's sort of an optimism. And I think that it's, I guess we'll just dive right into all things yeah. Headspace. And I know I have it on, on the questions about what a typical day is like, but um, just about the design system in general. Um, there's definitely like an optimism there. Yeah and uh fun playfulness about it that seems kind of uh 
genuine, I'd say. You know, sometimes you see things and yeah. it seems up to, but you could kind of, there's, there's like an angle, whereas Headspace for some reason feels organic. Maybe I'm just like used to it, but it's one of the few brands that if I would have a meltdown, if they completely change it and just like did, <laughs> did away with the characters, I hope that's not something that's coming down the pipeline. Uh, I actually have on Adobe, there's Adobe Color. You can like download the swatches. Yeah. This is really embarrassing. But I have um, all of the Headspace color palettes. They're all saved. And when I was like getting into like vector art, I, mm-hmm. I, I would make the little characters. So I actually well, have I mean, some, I, I will somewhere. tell you what is probably not that surprising, which is like we have some of the world's best illustrators and visual designers on the team who are, you know, always pushing to bring that authenticity, that invitation and accessibility of our illustration system and our UI system to bear. Um, But, and it, and it heavily predates my tenure with Headspace. And I, I would say like, as someone stepping into the chief design officer role, like my goal is to make sure that we can evolve it. Um, into something that's that much more inviting and, and accessible and delivers on our mission, which is, you know, to improve the health and happiness of the world in a way that feels authentic to more and more people, but to do it without compromising the jewel that it is today. I think that great design, I was just talking about this the other day, I was talking about animation and I was saying that I wanted to get into, into animation and then I tried to draw Mickey Mouse, just like the the static like, you know, like just draw Mickey Mouse, just sketch him out on like, you know, pe- or pencil and paper, see if I could do it. And it was such a humbling experience. And when I tried to replicate the headspace stuff, because it's really easy to, oh, I could do that. I can make those like rounded corners and do that sort of like organic shapes and stuff like that. But the um, conceptual side of headspace from a design standpoint, I find to be really, really, it's so simple but it's also like brilliant at the same time. Like well, the, the I will pass on your appreciation and thanks to the team. Um, yeah. You know, in particular, uh, my chief creative officer, Caroline Pay, who helps to steward that incredible crew in creating something that has the level of kind of meaning and diversity mm-hmm. that speaks to the broad range of both people we serve and content that we serve up, but has that holism where you can just at a like at a blink tell that it's headspace. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I'm curious to know, you know, you're yeah. a chief design officer, there's chief creative officer. Yeah. Um, you know, and headspace is a is a huge a very quickly growing company. I'm sure like by the day it's probably growing. So, you know, there's the chief creative officer and chief design officer. There's design and creative. How do those two intermingle and and what is is the difference? I know it's kind of a yeah, dumb question, um, but So design is sort of the meta umbrella. And so Mm -hmm. within my team sits the creative team um, that Caroline Pei, who I just mentioned, leads. And that's, um, you know, brand and creative, it's copywriting, it's um, illustration and animation. Um, So it's really kind of from the very first impression when you, you know, see Headspace on a YouTube channel or a Netflix show like that, that very first hint of introduction all the way through, you know, kind of promise to pay off when you're actually in our experiences and acting as a member, they're really responsible for that through line. Um, I've got the product design team, which your friend Ken Sino leads. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Ken. And, you know, those are the folks that really, once we have more of a kind of interest and engagement with you from a product perspective, they're really responsible for delivering delightful and highly usable features to bear. We've got a user research team 
Uh, and that's both service designers as well as qual and quant researchers who kind of hold the candle for our members um, and having a deep human understanding of need um, on everything from the tactile tactical to like the very conceptual, really understanding the, you know, dire state of mental health in the, in the world and translating that into future product and service ideas. Um, and then, you know, last but not least, we have a corporate social responsibility that lives with the design team. And we have a strong social impact goal and focus around um, teen and youth mental health. And so that's really the kind of cast of characters that lives within the design umbrella um, having us be able to advocate for, um, for people um, and really drive a human-centered design process on everything from innovation and ideation through execution. And Headspace is really intuitive. I don't think that you need to be somebody who's very tech savvy in order to use it. It's well, that's, that's definitely our goal. Yeah. I, um, I would say like, like all parties, there's always room for improvement. And that's for us been particularly the case is we have expanded the type of, of content material we bring to bear. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we started as a meditation and mindfulness app, and that's very much still our foundation, but we have a really wide array of sleep content, of focus music, of things that are about kind of wellness writ large in terms of mindful exercise, mindful eating. And as that library of offerings um, expands, you don't want to then expand, um, and it can without watching it, the complexity of navigating to discovery. So we're really leaning in right now to kind of use all of the complex tools of AI and ML to be able to personalize those things and make sure that that matchmaking process isn't one that has all of the burden on the customer. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I love about Headspace is the, well, first off, I love the, uh, the jazz. I forgot what, what the word is, but the, the, the coffee jazz club thing. Mm -hmm. I, I live there. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Uh, the place where <laughs> the, um, with the, with the cats, with the washing machines. Oh. <laughs> What's yes. that called? The, uh, the cat. That's the cat marine. That's not cat marina. Oh. The cat marina is good too. Cat marina is good. I was Miley like, Cyrus so loves that, by the way. I don't know if you heard I've that. I've heard that. I had heard that. Um, <laughs> That one's not my alone. favorite. I'm a little bit, um, to be honest, I have nine-year-old twins and uh, my son has an odd level of obsession with Sesame Street. And yes. so we're big fans of the monster meditations um, and a little bit of the like Goodnight Elmo, which um, he's he even acknowledges. He's like, I know it's not age appropriate, but I'd like to do Goodnight Elmo again. That sounds really fun. I, I'm going to do it. For the podcast, I think it was like two years ago, I had an interview um, with Sarah Rebar, who's an incredible illustrator. You guys should totally snack her at Headspace. She's incredible. She's <laughs> worked, I, I think she's back now at Sesame Street. But uh, right before the podcast, I got lost and didn't know where the building was. It's kind of uh, hidden, probably because they don't want like people showing up or whatever. So I stopped <laughs> some man on the street and I was like, excuse me, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? He's like, you realize what you just said, right? I'm like... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that was, no, sorry. But thankfully he knew, so he saved me the, the secondhand embarrassment. So it was good though. Well, yes. um, follow on story to that. So okay. my son is really obsessed with the idea of being on Sesame Street. He just wrote a research paper on puppeteering. He last summer taught himself ventriloquism. I'm not sure he would you know, pass a, a talent test, but he told me uh, this weekend that the one place he wants to go now that like we're kind of starting to travel again post COVID 
he's got to get to New York because he wants to go to Sesame Street. So um, that's amazing. I could we definitely might have to ask you for directions. Yes. Yeah. So. You're going to introduce me to Eve and I'm going to get yeah. you to go to Sesame Street. It's going to be perfect. It's a no. deal. It's okay, a deal. cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, my friend uh, works there. I, I went to the, the, the other one, but the, the studio uh, we were planning on going. I'm sure with COVID, the rules are really strict, but I would definitely make that happen. Obviously, you know, we're talking about the app and how it's expanding, yeah. but um, I think that Headspace is now in all these different places. It's on like Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, more recently, you guys are on Netflix. I love it. I'm really into it. Uh, my wife and I watched it. Uh, but, you know, as far as what you guys are doing in the future and some of the, the projects you guys are excited about, um, what are you what are you the most excited about? We have something that uh, we'll be sharing with the world very soon. Another partnership with Sesame Street, which is probably yes. one of the things I am most excited about. Um, we you know, are continuing to partner with Netflix. And um, I think by the time that you have this live, uh, we will have announced the fact that we have an interactive show coming up with Netflix. So oh they are kind of figuring out how to get more into the interactive space. And we're partnering up with them to bring more of our meditation and sleep content into that platform because it allows us to reach worldwide. Um, you know, I think God, the stats are astounding, but you know, in the, in the tens of millions of people who have been able to, um, view and benefit from headspace content through. Yeah. Netflix. I was going to ask about that. Was yeah. there an exponential growth in the company once it went to Netflix or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and particularly when you think about reach, um, when you think about brand knownness um, and, and really kind of then driving that back into the core business, um, you know, we continue to see that our overall mission, which is to reach the world, um, is something that we have to and want to do vis-a-vis -vis partners in addition to our own service. So there's a lot, there's a lot that's coming up very soon. I am hyped. Um, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. And in addition, I, I would say probably the thing that um, I'm most excited about is we're continuing to lean into becoming this kind of broader service mental health and well-being platform and really acknowledging that, um, you know, anxiety, stress, depression, um, whatever set of challenges someone's facing, whether they're, you know, kind of one moment in time or something that's defining a long-term journey for them that we have the right range of content and services to meet them no matter where they are.